0: Hello again everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast where we are featuring July 14th, 1976 at the San Francisco's Orpheum Theater. Uh, I am your co-host The Game here with my fellow co-hosts Nob and Fig. Let's go ahead and give a very tired good evening,
1: boys.
2: Very tired good
1: evening, boys. Orpheum! Orpheum? 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 Are, these, are these the words in front of my face? Orpaheum?
0: You know, Orpheum. if I was if I was a professional at this, I would learn the pronunciations beforehand, but I just like trying to figure it out on the fly. Um, I think,
2: think it's know. pronounced uh, Veneta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, we Veneta. all know novice a stickler for proper pronunciation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> so we just won't waste any time and we're going to jump right in to our channel 6 segment where um right before um or rather last week's episode right before we do- we dove into uh the set there was a little breaking news feature where i dove in and i said hey uh we are aware that when we recorded this podcast one day later dead and company announced their final summer tour or rather the final tour um one day after we recorded so uh here's our official reactions to that um i guess i'll start um i feel like when this happened um so for those who know me and i don't know how many like know me know me besides the the two i'm speaking to right now um also know that I'm very big professional wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, so whenever like a uh, a very well-known 80s professional wrestler dies, my phone lights up kind of like it's a family member that has died, right? So this was very similar. This was like I got a couple notifications right away, um text messages, discords, etc.
1: Um initially all those fans that were emailing us from the podcast were a
0: bunch of just like guys tell us what your thoughts are <laughs> um so initially my my thoughts have definitely changed on this oh, interesting okay um initially i was bummed um but then also i i guess bummed and excited because right away i sort of decided okay um besides whatever you know like Philadelphia shows there are uh I'm going to go to the final run. Hopefully that's on the East Coast. That would be great. Uh, if it's in Colorado, we're going to go. If it's in California, we're going to go. Um,
1: I gotta If it's in it... Mexico, that would be eh, an Mexico, incredible cop-out.
0: Mexico, I
1: ain't going. Yeah, I ain't going. <laughs> if it's playing <laughs> in the sand, get over yourself, guys.
0: Yeah, the continental 48, we're going. Um, I think I was initially bummed at the thought of, like, well, shit. Um, there goes all of my new content. There's only so much, and I mean, I know we're we are a a podcast discussing the Grateful Dead history, uh, but I got into this because of the new content, right, and there's always new content um but then Bobby put his post out, and it was very much of like, yeah, well, we're always kinda gonna be doing this, so we'll see what the next batch is called, and yeah. then, um. I think Mickey just posted something the other day that kind of sounded like he's out, <laughs> in a way. So it's like, like okay, like...
1: Did he say he's out of the summer tour? or No, but just, it,
0: okay. the, the way his post read to me, it was like, in 2024, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, Bobby and, you know, maybe, like, O'Teal, Who knows what John, what, what he's gonna do. But, mm-hmm. like, I I don't I, I don't want to say I'm I'm incredibly bummed if like 2024 is Bobby without like Billy and Mickey, like I don't know. Like as long as Bobby's still going, I'm gonna be happy. And
2: he's gonna keep going until he's also right. announced. And more
0: he's gonna stuff. Keep, yeah, and he's gonna keep going. So it was like okay, like he'll do fun stuff with, you know, like collabs now and then. Who knows what the next iteration of this is gonna be. Like I'm okay with it. And yeah. and and next year we'll just be like we know it's over. Instead of just kinda going into it like, is this the end? Is, or, or is this the last like are they gonna like, you know, pull something out here? Uh now at least we know. So uh looking forward to it. I hope um I do hope Billy can play um okay. All of the shows. Not that I don't like... Um, oh, shit. What's his name? Jay Lane? Jay Lane. Yeah. Um, not that I don't like Jay Lane, but I would like to see Bill in there for all of yeah.
1: them. Yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, Now, I'm going to stop blabbering and let you two um, give your reactions as well.
1: No, why don't you go, buddy?
2: Alright. Um, I I saw the tweet when it was like a minute old. I was just sitting there on my computer just mindlessly browsing the web and I saw it. And it was so casual that I, my brain really didn't process it for a good couple of minutes. Um, I, You know, it's a bummer, because it is, you know, the end of an era, but it's not right. the end of the road, like we've been saying. You know, the, the Grateful Dead music is not going to stop when the Dead and Company tour is over, but... It's a bummer, because it very much is a -a one-of-a-kind scene. And for those of us who hypothetically, I don't know, were born four years after Jerry Garcia died, it was an attempt at recapturing the magic, at at providing this magic for a new generation. Um, So, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing like a Grateful Dead show. There's nothing like a a Dead & Company show. But, you know, Bob's still going to keep trucking. Bob will keep going... Forever, O'Teal's recording an album of Jerry ballads. He's not done with this music. I can't imagine John being done with this music. Uh, we'll see some different bands, but I don't think this is it. It forever. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to this last tour, this last run of shows. I'm planning to call in every favor I got, every family member who's been like, oh, you should come visit. You can stay in our guest room. <laughs> every friend that's like, oh, you gotta come visit me. You could stay on the couch. I, I'm, cra- I'm calling in all those favors. I'm seeing as many shows as I can catch. Um,
1: Are you guys planning on doing like tours or mini tours?
2: If I can't, uh, well, I'm waiting until the uh, dates come out to make an emotional decision on that. Because um, I don't want to get my heart set <laughs> and then Theoretically suddenly... is this is this happening?
0: If I it's was, feasible,
2: um, I'd like to.
0: I I was already told by uh, the boss, and I quote. We aren't traveling around with those guys everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, but um, like I said, if I get my Northeast show or two, what you yeah. know, whatever it is in the Northeast, um, and frankly, I just mean Philadelphia
1: <laughs> in the, that area. Um, hey, what if they're back at Hershey? Oh my God, I. They're probably gonna end this thing in Hershey.
0: If they would, if they would have their final two shows at Hershey Park Stadium, I'd be so happy. <laughs> we ain't traveling anywhere um (laughs) grateful dead started in
2: hershey park pennsylvania (laughs) and they end in hershey park pennsylvania
0: (laughs) i I guess that's sort of my also um i'm a big lover of the west coast in all things Mm -hmm. west coast yeah
1: shoreline would be really cool to see them there
0: yeah um i've never been to san francisco um i love the 49ers um if they would, I, that that would that would be great just because, uh, just for a reason to finally make that trick. And also, yeah. same goes for Colorado though as well. So I gotta think it's either Colorado, California, or New York. Um, if yeah. it's New York for the final shows, I hope it's not Mets Stadium. I hope it's not any baseball stadium. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't if know. If it's
1: San Francisco, I mean, it's gonna be what Levi Stadium. Which is just massive, or or else I mean tickets would be just incredibly expensive if it, if it wasn't that you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, it's the gonna t- be, t- tickets
1: are going to be incredibly expensive. No oh yeah, well that's dead company for you though. Just out the gate. Can
0: you can you imagine those those VIP deals already? Oh, yeah. yeah. The music never like...
1: stopped. Stop VIP tour or VIP tickets. <laughs> the
0: music stop it even though it's never
1: supposed to stop. <laughs> the VIP, music will yeah. never stop, but it's stopping. F- for a little while, VIP tickets.
2: That's why every year people were always like, I wonder if this is the last Dead & Co year. I wonder Mm -hmm. if this is the last Dead & Co year. And I was always like, no way. There is no way they're
1: going to pass up the opportunity to market this as the final tour. Um, Yeah, you know, it's funny, though. I I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but before the last summer tour, we had some discussion about whether this was the final tour. I don't know if it ever made its way onto the air. Um, but I, I had a feeling that like this was kind of coming to an end, and yeah. and you know, I think what the feeling was maybe wasn't that it was coming to an end, but it was progressing to something different. Because the last tour, they were phenomenal. I mean, they reached highs that I never thought that they would reach. Um, I was never a huge Dead and Company fan to be perfectly honest with you, um, but the last tour, you know, totally stole me. You know, I've seen them a couple times uh did done couch tour you know i'm lucky enough to have some good friends who can help me do a couch (laughs) tour um and and yeah last tour like they were just doing great stuff and it almost seemed like it was like a peak or a climax and so this this makes sense to me and honestly i i think i'm ready for something else i think dead and company was was cool i i always imagined dead and company as like the company right like it was like the dead which was um Billy Mickey and Bobby and then yeah. they would just everybody else was fungible right it was and company right it was kind of like Den's sons kind of thing um so i'm surprised th- that they're just ending it although i kind of get it if i mean you know we talked about but two weeks ago, I think we talked about Mickey's birthday, and I was yeah. like seventy nine years young or seventy eight years young and it, and when I listened to it and, I, and it, it occurred to me how old that really is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> these are not spring chickens. these are people who yeah, it's great that they're doing what they're doing, and it's so cool. um but yeah, this can't last forever. And we saw, you know, last summer with Billy, you know he was he was on you know off his feet for a while there, um, mm-hmm. and it's great to see Bobby doing what he's doing, but he's a machine, and you know he's something else completely. Um, so yeah, so maybe it's not this kind of fungible thing. Maybe it is just the end of something else. And it'll be interesting to see what the the next iteration is um, by way of personal Channel 6 news. And uh, and I will see uh, Nob this weekend, because we're going to see yes. J-Red up in northern New Jersey.
2: Woo! So, Joe yeah, Russo so, almost dead, baby.
1: Yeah, Joe Russo almost dead. Um, I've never seen them. I know Nob has seen them a bunch of times. But I'm, mm-hmm. I really can't wait to see this. And it would be good to see you too, Nob. <laughs> Is that gonna be streamed anywhere? Is that streamed this no, weekend?
2: They don't stream the Mon- Montclair the Wellmont's too small a theater for uh streams like that.
0: There's your there's your chance, Nob.
2: I know. Oh, cool. I, take take take, take in the
0: boom take in the boom mics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, also, Matt Bush, if you are listening, uh FIG will absolutely sign over rights to the name Dead and Sons for 2024 and beyond. So <laughs> if you want to get a hold of FIG for that signing over of the rights, that is a help on the way pod at gmail.com. <laughs> um, anyway, everybody, let's go into the main event of uh, this hey, week.
2: we didn't talk about the box set. What about the Madison Square Garden box set that we've all been talking about that's the big news this week? it's all all we've been talking about is this box set remember
0: no tell me all about it i forget 1000 (laughs) percent about the box
2: set i know it totally got uh shadowed by the dead and company news but they put out that madison square garden box set of shows from 81 82 and 83
1: and you said that's on spotify or or all the streaming services already
2: first show is going to be on Spotify, the 3981. They only usually put one show up to make you still have to buy the rest of the box set. Um, I didn't actually have a lot
0: to say about it. I just thought it was funny. Listen to but, it. Uh, it. <laughs> I,
2: listened, I listened to the one show that's on Spotify. It's pretty good.
0: The fact that we now know that there's a box set is <laughs> better yeah. than not knowing there was a box set. So, yeah, no, I had no idea. Uh, It kind of surprises me that they would, like, trump their own news like that. Like, hey, here's this brand new release. Well, they did say
1: they wanted to get ahead of the rumor. Like, that's how they posed this whole thing, and which was interesting because I hadn't heard any rumors about it. So, I I think they
0: were
2: trying to jump because I think as soon as they started saying to venues, hey, we're booking Mm. for the last Dead & Company tour, then the word was going to get out immediately. And they didn't want another Rolling Stones article on their hands. And so this time, I think they jumped ahead. And I think they're only just reaching out to venues now. But I think they wanted to announce that this was it before it leaked.
0: And now the price has gone up for all of those venues as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good so, point. Anyway, uh, so uh, make sure to stay tuned in to us here at the Help on the Wit Pod for all of the latest breaking news concerning the final tour of Dead & Company Summer 2023, but now let's go into the main event this evening, which was once again July 14th, 1976, in San Francisco's Orpheum. Orpheum, however you want to say that
2: theater. I think it does actually
0: have the question mark in the name. (laughs) Does it? I like that. (laughs) Um, and you know what? This was yes, San Francisco's Orpheum uh, Theater. Uh, This was a long. Yeah, um, at least in my mind, no, it 19, was it 1976. Was chunky, well. especially that yes. one. Uh, yes, yes, um, <laughs> but, good. but good, but right. good. It was a it was a good show. So even though I'm, I'm expressing how long the show was, um, it just took up a really big patch of my work day today, where I was like. I was eating a bagel at the beginning of this, and now I'm getting ready to order a pizza. uh, That kind of thing. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, set one of July 14th, 1976, contained, uh, or rather started with uh, The Promised Land. Then we got a 10-minute sugary into a new Minglewood blues. Then we got Scarlet Begonias, Looks Like Rain, They Love Each Other, Mama Tried, Ship of Fools, Playing in the Band, drums, the wheel, space, and then playing in the band reprise. Um, I will go ahead and send it to Fig first for his thoughts on set number one.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, so this was, yeah, it, they played a lot of music on uh, July fourteenth, nineteen 1976. I was looking at Dead Bass, and apparently they had a little bit of a residency going on at the Orpheum. Um, so they were there for like you know 10 days playing like every other day or something like that. Um, but this was this was a good one. I'm, I'm glad we settled on it. Um, you know, just a note about the mix. It was not the greatest. Uh, there's a few sources on the archive that I would probably you know, alert the audience to steer clear from. The most recent sources, which I think are Charlie Miller um, soundboards, which are patched with odds, um, you know here and there, are actually pretty good. And and very listenable. So um, and that's for you two uh, game to yeah you know, definitely make sure you you got the right uh, mix when you when you air this thing out, regardless if it's set one or set two. Um, I thought it took them a little bit of time to get started. Promised Land, I don't really have much to say. Sugaree was good. Um, don't have much to say. Uh, New Minglewood Blues is where things kind of get in get get moving. Uh, had some good grooves going on. It was slower than than what I usually like from a New Minglewood Blues. So it definitely wasn't one of those '77 screamers, but it was still a good one. Uh, The highlight of the entire set one, and probably, in my opinion, the entire show was Scarlet Begonias. It was awesome. Um, From the get-go with Phil's zoomy bass, he was doing like zooms, like, zoom up the neck the whole time. (laughs) Um, It was approaching 77 territory, but it kind of had its own feel at the same time. Uh, It was a 10-minute Scarlet, and it could have gone on for 10 more minutes. It was just so much fun. Um, Of course, the Mashup of Scarlet Fire hadn't been invented yet, so we didn't get that um, outrageousness. Uh, but it, it was still great, holding up on its own. Looks like rain. I didn't have much there. Uh, kind of a bring down song after Scarlet, which was boppy and fun. Into they love each other, which I thought was a great Donna Jean vehicle, um, providing some great harmonies there. There's definitely some Wizard of Oz moments. You know, I, I that's the that's what I've that's the phrase that I've coined for when. A uh, mix goes from soundboard to audio, so uh, th- there was an issue there. With um, uh, they love each other. Ship of fools was good. Uh, Jerry had some uh, had some good vocals uh, and a great solo throughout. And then Playin' was actually so. So usually they don't they don't get to playing in the band till second set, but they just decided mm-hmm. to make a second like a second half of the first set here with a playing sandwich and. It was cool. It was uh, very uh, jazzy, kind of like a Miles Davis acid jazz kind of situation. They jam into drums, they jam into the wheel, and then they have a great transition back to another uh, playing in the band, which was really is just like another space and then a very short playing in the band. I I probably would have called it a space into playing in the band more than um, the mix that I said, which was it was like a really long playing in the band number two, because I don't think it was that. And that's what I have for set one. Let's kick it over to Knob.
2: Sure. I'm going to echo a lot of the thoughts and disagree on a couple of points, as is the format of the podcast. Um, I Sugary was the first song to really click for me, in my opinion. Um, uh, 76 is a good period for Sugary. This is the first time the song really starts stretching out its legs. There's a a June 76 sugary, which was the one that really made this song click for me. Um, there's an awesome solo around the four-minute mark, and this sugary works in a way that all good sugaries work, in my opinion. They have some nice ripping solos with some loose improv. Uh, it can get quiet when it needs to get quiet. Um, New Minglewood was fine. I, I agree that Scarlet is definitely a highlight of the night. Um, it has a really nice, like, spa- the peak is kind of spacey and weird, um, but it has a really clean ending, which I was very impressed with. Um, especially being so used to Scarlet Fires, I sometimes forget that there is a composed ending to Scarlet Begonias. hmm Um, I thought The Looks Like Rain was really good. I thought it was very pretty. Bob and Donna's voices blended together really nicely, and Jerry was really getting into that solo. Um... They love each other, has good energy for a slow one. I do think it's a bit of a shame about the tape. Mama um, tried to ship of fool's. Uh, I really like the plane in the band sandwich. Um, I think it's a pretty straightforward playing in the jam, at least in the first half, until we start getting to the drums. Um, and I do really appreciate how they get the wheel intro out of drums. Um, a yeah. really clean intro on that one. The vocals are a little weird. I don't know if it's the mix or if it's the harmony. The song's kind of new to the band at this point, um, so I don't really fault him there. Uh, but then when we go back to the plane in the band, that jam might be my, uh, my favorite part of this first set. There is no need for a dark star on a night like tonight when you've got this plane in the pr- band reprise jam. Um, Jerry goes to some really freaky places, but the whole band, there's always a sense of forward motion. There's never even when this jam gets quiet, it never feels still. They're always going somewhere, and that somewhere is the plane in the band reprise, but that's always kept in mind. And uh I'll say this as a big Donna supporter, it's kind of a lackluster Donna scream. I if anything, I wish she screamed
1: more. Um you know, I, th- I think she may have been having like amplification problems. Because um, sometimes she was there and sometimes she wasn't. Maybe it was the mix. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, I would say the sugary, Scarlet, and playing in the band were probably my favorites. Maybe adding that looks like rain. Um, but yeah, what did you think, Game?
0: I uh, really enjoyed set one. Uh, Promised Land took a took a little bit of time for them to get going. Uh, I really enjoyed the ten minute sugary um i can definitely fall for some more 10 minute sugaries if they come our way here at the uh as we round out 2022 um new Minglewood wood was okay um i haven't really listened to very many like standalone scarlet begonias um it always seemed like the ones i listened to always are attached to something right like obviously scarlet fire um and the other various um scarlets uh, but this little standalone uh, was great. Um, really enjoyed it. Looks like rain was good. Um, didn't really care for. They love each other. Um, and I don't know if that was just the recording. Uh, yeah. because I was listening to the one that you posted, Fig, uh, as the comment. That said, yeah, that, that was, was the one the, I started listening to. Yeah, too, that yeah. this was that, that. This was the better one. I think it
1: had. A, well, I think it had an odd patch for for it, this one. So it, it might got have, weird. It, yeah, it
0: might have. So that definitely took me out of it. Um, don't remember too much about Mama. Tried to be too honest. Um, Ship of fools was good. Um, I will be very honest. Um, playing in the band was a bit long for me. Um, all of it. Um, in fact, now that we're looking through it, I kind of even forgot the wheel was was <laughs> wrapped up in it um because in the sandwich. I re- yeah, because I remember hearing because I had this on during my work day today, and I remember hearing the wheel, and I was like, this might be like the earliest wheel I like I don't know, like something about it just was like this is like it sounded really good to me, I really like the wheel mm-hmm. um, but then it was just like just. Playing in the band space and fifteen it more was, minutes
1: of music after
0: oh that. I literally got off the sofa to go change it because I thought we were just space, and it was just never ending, and it was like, just kidding, you have four minutes or left, or no, you're only four minutes in to this sixteen minute track of playing in the band, and I was like, Oh my God, um so while pl- the actual playing in the band parts were good the Borgas Ford in the middle maybe so much, not for me um but when they were singing playing in the band i really enjoyed it and i did like donna's little mountain lion roar i'm uh, not really a mountain lion little little kitty cat roar she had it there um but yeah um besides that incredibly long playing in the band uh really really enjoyed set one uh set two um I think set two was actually the 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 shorter, shorter of the set yeah. of the sets, yes, which is yeah. um a little bit weird for us. Um set two kicked off with uh Brown Women into Samson and Delilah, Friend of the Devil, Let It Grow, Eyes of the World, uh We Had More Space, Uh, Wharf Rat, uh the Other One, Uh The Music Never Stopped, and we had an encore of Johnny Be Good. Uh, Nob, what was your thoughts on set number two?
2: Sure. Um, I had a bunch of them. Uh, Brown Eyed Women starts a little bit sloppy. I mean, you know, they just walked back on stage and they do a song with a very composed intro that they're taking a second to get back in the groove. Uh, they bring heat during all the later solo sections, I think because of it. Uh... One thing I've noticed, especially in the second set, is that Jerry's playing a lot of notes tonight. A, lo- a lot of... Kind of lines. What was he like again? Yeah, you know, like...
3: One of those.
2: Yeah, one of those nights. And honestly, because of that, the Samson and Delilah didn't quite do it for me. Um, I found Jerry's solo to just be notey but not particularly expressive. Um, Towards the end, he was able to find some more, I don't know, feeling into it, but it kind of just felt like he was going up and down the scales for a couple minutes. Um, Friend of the Devil was pretty. Uh, Let it grow, conversely. Here, Jerry's playing a lot of notes, but it it works for me. Um, I like these 76 Let It Grows, as we're on the road to Disco Dead. Um I do you lose a little bit of that intensity but I honestly think you make up for it with the new a uh, little more dancy element to it. Um I do want to know what made Bob and Donna crack up. There's like a point where they can't get through the words cuz they're just laughing really hard. And let it grow? Um, yeah. Nice. It was just a fun, it was just a fun moment. Um Uh they do seemed to jump the transition back into the bridge uh but then they just kind of keep jamming for another couple of minutes um I really enjoyed the let it grow yeah it was cool uh it was a high energy eyes um I do uh enjoy the faster vibe to it it probably wasn't my favorite of the faster eyes but it was had had a good groove to it I enjoyed the jam at the end especially where it's just Jerry for like a good minute with occasional like Phil contributions I thought that was really pretty going into Warfrat. Um Warfrat, I was very impressed with Phil and Keith's playing, especially. Um, it was a really emotional Warfrat. Uh, they were able to get really loud in the loud parts and really quiet in the quiet parts, um, and I appreciated that. Keith was also really keeping up with Jerry, especially towards the end of the show. In the beginning, he seems to be doing more of his post Two Drummers chordal stuff. But especially around, like, Warfrat and the other one, you hear a lot of fast licks from Keith as you kind of see him trying to keep up with the amount of notes that Jerry's playing. Um, and did we... Maybe I missed it. I went back to listen to see if I was crazy about this. Did we get a second verse to the other one? I'm taking know. that silence as a no. Um, I,
1: I'll take it I as do... an I don't know. <laughs>
2: I I think uh, I do think they jumped that and went straight into the music never stopped, uh, which isn't really. What do you a think of that? I,
1: that? I thought that was a strange placement for the music never stopped.
2: It was it yeah it definitely because of it they leaned into the zippier part yeah. of that song. We didn't really get the out there ness that you sometimes get in those jams. I think it's uh, it's an interesting placement for the song, um, and I think works, but it's definitely... I understand why it's not a regularly repeated experiment. Um, But it's, it does. I think it has good energy to close the set. And then there's a Johnny B. Good that I can only describe as, as Johnny B. Good. It's fine. It's, to me, there was nothing noteworthy about it. It was just a fine Johnny B. Good. Those are my thoughts on set two. What did you yep. think, Fig?
1: yeah I'll just jump in. um, so I uh, don't have any thoughts about brown eyed brown women. um Samson was interesting for me because um <laughs> i don't I don't know, I hope you guys can relate to this, but Bobby sounded like dead and company Bobby in Samson when he was singing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: and you know, his voice I, I don't know in in my head, I just view Bobby as two different people, like like there's the Grateful Dead Bobby. And then you know Bobby Shorts, Bobby, Bobby, and then there's old man Bobby. Yeah, with like yeah. A, you know awesome flowing mustache and you know the whole getup. And like in my head, like I really do see them as, like even like their voices sound different. But like in Samson throughout the whole song, like there were just times that he was singing. I was like, that sounds like old Bobby. <laughs> um, so that was my highlight there for for Samson. Um, and you know, it was interesting, uh for me at least. Friend of the Devil, it was a slow friend of the Devil. The best part about it to me was uh Keith's solo. Um, great piano solo there by Keith. And then we get to Let It Grow. Uh there was a nice first jam and then things kinda get a little sloppy towards the middle there. I don't know, I don't know what happened. I thought actually that the recording had cut out or something like that, because it just seemed almost like they just messed up. Everybody just messed up almost at the same time. Uh, yeah. but then there was some good recovery. Um actually Let It Grow was one of the highlights to me. Uh it was it was interesting the way that you know, in its chaos. Eyes of the World was very fast. I would say that it was brought to you by the letter C, as our friend Knob would say. But it's in the middle yes. of the set, so I don't know how that would work. Although it was the mid-70s, so they probably had that all figured out. Um, Warfrat was... It was a good Warfrat. And I really liked what um, the Godshaws were doing throughout. Uh, definitely a highlight for me. And I don't have anything for the other one. And like I said, the music never stopped was just very random in its placement and kind of jarring in, in the juxtaposition with the other one. And yeah, the encore happened. I don't think it needed to happen. Because the music never stopped. It could have been an encore, because it just sounded like something completely different from the rest of the set, too. Yeah. So that's what I have. And Game, what were your thoughts, bud? Um.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm really going to, I don't want to echo, but I'm going to echo. Um. Brown-Eyed Women, not too much there uh, for me. Um, Samson and Delilah, um, I didn't quite care for it. And I think it's maybe because, like what you said, um, Bobby kind of sounded like old Bobby. It was um, just
1: strange. It was like he was, old Bobby was teleported back. And it was just like, wow,
0: okay. Yeah, it just was... Um, Different, and I really, and I guess that's the takeaway for this show for me. Uh, while I do like Six
1: is like that, like it, it's it's like something familiar yet different. Probably I do, because yeah. I'm so used to seventy seven. It's like Blends. the two.
0: If I had to pick like my two you know, favorite songs, not maybe not favorite songs, but I'd be like, ooh, uh, they love each other in a Samson and Delilah, and those are the two. I was like, eh, like okay, like I don't know, like
2: yeah. 76 Just... is interesting, because you can sort of hear them dusting off the hiatus rocks, mm. you know? They they had only been playing as the Grateful Dead again for a, a month and a half at this point. Mm. Um, and you, you can hear that at times. In both Very good and bad, because you can sometimes hear the joy that they are excited to be back together. And sometimes you can hear the, oh, we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, keep going.
0: No, 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 You're you're fine um friend of the devil was great um really enjoyed let it grow um eyes of the world was fast uh i liked it though um space was space um i think the wharf rat was probably my favorite part of set two um that one really 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 jumped out at me um Nob, I think I think you described it as as a beautiful wharf rat, and I have to agree. Um really, really well played. Um, I have nothing for the other one. Um, which I'm not sure if that's good that two of us have nothing for the other one. Uh, but maybe that just shows you how unmemorable the other one um was. Um and the music never stopped also um kind of came out of nowhere. To me, that's like almost always a set one song in my head. Um, so to end set two with it kind of came out of nowhere, um, and I am going to say good things about Johnny B. Good. I actually liked the encore of Johnny Be Good. Um, and I don't know why, because normally I'm not a Johnny B. Good uh, fan, but I enjoyed this one. Um, so yeah, overall, um, I would say a very good show.
2: Yeah, would you now in last week's episode? I made a bold claim that just by looking at the set list, that uh, in this second set we were going to see Jerry's assless chaps. Uh, so so strongly that uh, that would be the name of this episode. Um, I'm curious for the the panel. Uh, do do we think that Jerry's assless chaps came out to play tonight?
0: You no, know what I I will I will kick off this with a strong yes. Um, mm. All that noodling he was doing and let it grow. Yeah. Um, that's the Ashless Chaps. That's 100%. Um,
1: I would say <laughs> that we saw Jerry's frontless chaps. Oh, my, <laughs> which nobody really wants to see, but but it was it was uh on display on the show just because it was such a strange, it was a set one heavy show. Uh, so much music in set one, including its own kind of spacey area, which usually is a set two feature. Although they did get to that in set two as well. But yeah, I would say we got some frontless chaps. So hide your kids, hide your wife.
0: Do, do, do frontless chaps have their own name? Have their own name or are they just assless chaps just put on
2: backwards? Wait, well, okay. <laughs> I've hoped to never have to say this on the podcast, but I'll throw out my one thing that was once said to me when I did a play about cowboys. All chaps are assless. There are no such thing as assed chaps. Yeah, that's fair. Um That's asked, the the way
1: they, yeah, Assful. There is, assful. Yeah,
2: there is no ass chaps. <laughs> assful All chaps. chaps are assless chaps. So I guess I guess frontless chaps would just be chaps turned or frown. <laughs>
0: All right, let's go ahead and bring Terry didn't know how to wear his chaps. Let's go ahead and bring some decorum back to this podcast.
1: <laughs> um,
2: hey, hey, you guys normally get to talk about <laughs> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I get to talk about chaps,
0: chaps.
1: <laughs> and theater stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, which set would we like to feature this week? Um, I know my vote, but I'm gonna let Fig and Nob vote for me. Just in case I am the uh, the tiebreaker. For so you? Fig, oh, okay. Fig, what do you have? You. Yes. Fig, what yeah. do you have first?
1: It's got to be that Scarlet Begonias. Like if, if for nothing else. If it was only Scarlet and not some awesome all, other awesome stuff in set 1, I would say set 1, but um Scarlet Begonias was just just top notch and and should not be missed. And so yeah. that is my vote for featuring for the show.
0: Uh Nob, how about you? Set 1 or set 2?
2: See, on first listen, I was a set 2 person, honestly. The the let it grow the wharf rat really really enjoyed those. On the second listen, though, I was very much like, no, set one is the set to show. But in the interest of dramatic tension, I'm going to vote for set two.
1: Always the theater guy. Always the yeah. Theater guy. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, look, we gotta we gotta put some sort of uh, conflict in this podcast. What are look, the dramatic stakes?
0: Look, we 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 can't have an episode title by the name of Jerry's Frontless Chaps and not feature set number one. So uh, my vote is for set one. Um, even with the incredibly long playing in the band, um, I still really, really enjoyed um, set one. Um, maybe not too much more overall than set two, uh, but really did enjoy uh, set one. So after this um, conversation, please stick around for set number one of July 14th, 1976. Now, our final question concerning this show is, does this show make your Book of the Dead? Uh, Nob, we will send it to you first.
2: No. Uh, no. It's a good show, Um, but outside of a couple of standout songs, there's not a lot that I would really revisit with this show, Truth Be Told. Um, there are definitely better 76 shows if you want that kind of thing. Um, but it's not a bad show. But no, it doesn't make my Book of the Dead.
1: Vig, how about you? I'll echo that with a no. Um, I, I wish I had more time to listen to it, because it was dense and it was chunky. There was a lot going on, and they were doing different things. And I wanted to understand what they were doing more. Um, obviously, like everything in life, it's time delimited. I didn't have enough time to do that. But I don't think even if I did have the time that I would change my vote from a no to a yes.
0: It is a no for me as well. Uh, But I do think this show could benefit from a proper matrix. Um, I think with a proper 2022-minded matrix behind it, um, I might enjoy this show a little bit more. Um, I feel like if I could um hear the fans with some clear audio of the music, I'd probably really enjoy it. Um, but those few times it switched over, um, to it really kind of took me away from it. So that's a no for me. Uh, though I am looking forward to listening to more seventy six shows. Um, yeah, seventy
1: six is intriguing.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's always I, I always you know I don't say all deadheads do this, but it's like you have like your years. 77, 89, you know, etc. Um 76 just kind of hangs out. Um So yeah, no, this definitely makes me interested in more um 1976 shows, which That's is why we a do good the pun. Thing. Exactly. Um as far as Reddit comments, let me tell you. We were hammered with reddit comments this week about the july 14th 1976 show actually i'm kidding we had none again zero zilch That's nada. not true sure,
1: because i commented <laughs> on my own comment. thread
2: yeah and the setlist and, bot, and <laughs> and setlist bot
0: well,
1: the setlist bot actually commented twice
0: so yes thank you uh, a little fig. this week thank you fig for commenting as well as herbie bot thank you as well that's
2: for... no, not herbie bot anymore is it setlist not bot. no is it setless bot setless bot it's a whole thing
0: oh is it a whole thing is... <laughs> i didn't i didn't know there was drama behind the bots um so anyway um yes thank you Bots uh, for commenting uh next week let's go ahead and just wrap up this week's show by talking about next week uh next week we are featuring february 26th 1981 uh yes folks that is a brent show um And looking at the set list here, it's a Thursday, Thursday night. Um, It's a
1: Thursday
0: show. Oh, decent set list here. Chicago. Oh, back to Chicago. Looks like we've got a Feel Like a Stranger opener. An Althea. Uh, We get a music never stop in its proper uh, location. A set one closer. (laughs) Uh, we get we another it. China writer we get to listen
1: to. We get a 23 minute he's gone.
0: Why is it I 23 minutes? To be the
1: only one
2: defending that next week.
0: Oh <laughs> if it was a 23 minute he's gone from 89 with Brent and Jerry just taking Harmony back and forth, I can handle it, but I don't know if I can handle one from 81. We're we'll, we'll gonna see. That's 16
2: uh, minutes of ooh, <laughs> nothing's gonna bring him back.
0: And then just, and then just bobby just looking just cold (laughs) yes yes i will i love that actually um with an encore we get another johnny be good we get back Um, to our black peter obsession we get a black peter so yeah we get uh, a lot of compare i guess we can always compare and contrast these shows uh but next week we get a sort of direct comparison between um this week's um july Fourteenth 76 show and the February 26, 81 show we are featuring next week. Um, But let's go ahead and wrap up and do some housekeeping. As always, please smash the subscribe button and like, and share with any and all of your family, friends, coworkers, music fans, non music fans. I just, everybody just, just spam them that don't spam them enough that they'll block you. But Spam them enough that you're at least annoying enough that they'll have to check us out. Um, you may also find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, if you happen to use a service that rhymes with Potify and the logo happens to look like a green and black Sega Dreamcast logo, you won't find us on there. However, you will find us wherever else podcasts are downloaded. You may also find us direct on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You may talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash grateful dead. Uh, normally, we have a sticky post featuring the Help on the Way show of the week where uh, we select to solicit comments from uh the fans and then we feature them here on the podcast so please feel free to comment when you see the post go up uh and as well as a quick plug for my currently defunct but soon to be back twitch channel twitch.tv slash the gd channel um that's it for me for the evening fig or knob any closing words
1: you got nothing enjoy the show
2: I think that Bob broke up dead and company because he's had a change of heart and he's only doing John Mayer covers from now on.
0: (laughs) I would love a Bob, (laughs) a Bobby who says your Bobby
2: is a wonderland.
1: (laughs) Your Bobby Uh, Bobby is a wonderland he is a wonderland that's wonderful
0: <laughs> anyway before we take another 45 minutes gushing over bobby uh we're going to go ahead and wrap this up for the evening uh once again we are featuring set one of july 14th 1976 from san francisco's orpheum theater and we appreciate you staying around and listening to another episode of the help on the way podcast <laughs>
3: moment with a disintegrating guitar part so I hope we bear with us. Jew at the uh-huh. Jew.
4: I was. Mm-hmm.
3: That you, Steve. Woke today, felt your sign of bed. The covers were still warm where you've been laid. i uh-huh. sure. Well, the band made me get mine. Mama, see. mm mm-hmm.
4: Um...
0: This is one of those interminable breaks that we're famous for.
3: short break, and we'll see you in just a few minutes.